What's happening? It's your boy 911, and you tuned in to AVG Podcast, man. As always, man, you know how we do it. Let's get to it. So today, as you can see, I got a whole 318 situation with me, man. I got Lil Dion Air from hey, K104 hey, in this hey, thing with me, man. And when I say radio personality, if I stop right there, it'll be shortcutting. Man, she does a lot. She does author. She uh, influenced social media influencer. A mental health advocate. So we're going to peel into a story. But what's happening, Lil D? What's First of all, your accent just got thick as hell. Oh, my God. I mean, boy, as soon as you... It was like, hey, how are you? Okay, you ready to go? Hey, what's happening? Hey, wait a minute. Uh, I'm... Camera on. Woo, shit. Let me, let me put mine on. Shit, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> nah, uh, I'm good. How... What's, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm feeling great. You know, really it's a good. beautiful day outside. It Sun is. is shining. Walks are walking. It so is. So I as well. That's what's up. So you out here in Dallas now, your name ringing. Is it? Your name ringing Man, I don't know. I don't be, I don't know. You don't think so? I, like sometimes, but not for real. Like, yeah. like people be like, no, you famous. I be like, I don't know. Nah, you really cutting up, right? Like, soon as you came on, I'm like, who is that? that that's somebody different, does. Hey. And I'm talking about it just picked up. I start hearing, you know, more and more people saying, you know, somebody new on the radio. And then I knew the accent, I'm like, she ain't from around here. Yeah. I knew that off top. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Then I talked to Kat, you know, we chopped it up on the pod. He was like, I say, damn. So y'all really, Louisiana really got the radio station sold up up there. From 10 a.m. to midnight throughout the week. That's crazy. And for y'all that don't know, she from 10 to 2. 10 to 3. 10 to 3. Yeah. So when you slide through the city and you hear that voice, that's Lil D. Mm-hmm. That's what she do. And I'm from Shreveport. I know my accent Man. is kind of gone, yeah. but I spent 10 years in Ohio. But I'm from Shreveport. I'm talking born, raised, and went to college, period. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Monkhouse Seafood. Like, don't play really with me. Really 318. Yeah, really like, really go to Southern Maine. Every time I go home, don't play with me. Ain't it. Mm-hmm. So how long you been out here? Since 2018. Since 2018. How you like it? I love Dallas. Dallas been my second home since I was little. Half my family lives here. Okay. Like my auntie in Oakland, my cousins all around, uncles. Yeah. So like when I moved back, when I got here in 2018, they threw me a welcome home party. Damn. Yeah, that's like what's it was up. nice. So you really liked it. Yeah. That's what's up. So how long have you been messing with the radio? How did it get started? Hmm. I was uh, in high school. I was a senior. And they used mm-hmm. to have Freestyle Fridays. And yeah. so I called the station and I won nine weeks straight. And this is back when you really was like off the top of your head freestyling. So you had balls, balls. Yeah. Yeah, they gone now, but I had them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so like we was on the phone. I'm talking. He would just be like, all right, catch the beat. This is yeah. literally live on the radio. And okay. I mean, we just going back and forth. And then people would call in and vote. Yeah. I won nine weeks straight. They had to retire me. It was what? so cute. But anyway, the night jock had my number because he yeah. would call me when it was time to rap. Mm-hmm. When I got to college, he literally said, hey, you want to be on my show? And I was like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and when I got there, I'm like, yo, I'm about to be like ludicrous. I can record my mixtapes in the back. Oh, shit, I'm about to get famous. It's going to be so all in this bitch. Like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. it's really going to happen. It didn't, but that's how I got it. <laughs> we haven't been right there since like, 05. That's crazy. So how's it been treating you? You like it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I love radio. It's Cool, it's a hard business if you don't have no self-esteem. Yeah. And I didn't have any self-esteem for a long time. Yeah. Um, but also it's a tool when you can use your platform 
to influence people in a way that benefits the greater good. Yeah. You know, when you start hearing stuff like, my daughter has natural hair and so she looks up to you, or my daughter gets teased because she's dark skinned, but yeah. she sees you and like that type of shit make it changes you. It's just like I can talk shit on the radio and that's great, but yeah. are you also speaking in schools? For real. You know? Yeah, that's dope. And like I say, it's just saying a radio personality that's really undercutting because like you wrote a book, Route Two. Yeah. And I you even mean. got a co-sign from Charlemagne. Oh, yes, I know you wrote the four. Oh yeah, he big on books and literature. So how that yeah. came about? How you come across your book? Um, so I met Charlamagne when I was unemployed in Toledo when I was going through the story in the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just tweeted and um, was saying like, man, I don't care what nobody say. Winnie Williams is Charlamagne too, the best to ever do. He did. He te- he tweeted back and was like, thanks. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Um, but so Christ. he will. I, I emailed him my air check and then yeah. he emailed me his. And I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? This is before the Breakfast Club. He was doing mornings sick. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. That was 2009 um, or 10 or something. But anyway, so fast forward, he was like, oh, you must not have my number. So like, he just kind of became a mentor. But the, I was writing a book and I'm like, I need somebody to write the forward. And I knew I wanted him to do it. But I'm like, at this point, he's Breakfast Club Charlemagne. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. So I texted him and I was like, hey, I wrote a book. Um, just wanted to know, you know, if you will write the forward. Like, if you don't, it's cool. Like, I promise I still send you a book, though. You know, thanks. Yeah. He texted back and said, peace. When you need it, bye. Right. There, just like this. Yeah. Shout out Charlamagne, man. No, that's for real. real. That's dope. Yeah, I really, I'm so grateful. Yeah, just genuine. I mean, like you know the name, and that's still yeah. somebody who will text me back and answer questions. So Ain't it. I'm just very grateful that he's the kind of humble person that he is. For real. So yeah, shout out to Charlamagne. He wrote the forward to my book. Hey, shout out Charlamagne. If you don't know what a forward is, it's the beginning of the book that wasn't written by the author, but with a similar story relatable to the story in the book. People don't be knowing what forwards are. Hey, that's not. I also ghostwrite and co-write books too. Hey, that's when I say. Um. That's why I can't just say radio personality. She covers all bases. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of the book, mm-hmm. the route two. Yeah, that's a story within itself. Because when yeah. people see this finished product, I don't think a lot of people really appreciate. Like you say, grinding in real life. I don't think a lot of people really appreciate like the nah. grind that went on to get nah. to this right here. And that's what kind of had me enamored when uh, you sent me the clip and then I was checking. I was like, you know, you see a picture from afar. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't get the whole, you don't Even get the Even in the picture. documentary. Yeah. <laughs> the documentary, I shot that in 2015. That's crazy. But yeah, it's... And if, it's if y'all like, hadn't seen the documentary, check that out too. I'll let her provide you with information to check that out. But it's definitely a, a, a good watch and a story about perseverance and just, just bending on yourself. So... Definitely check that out, but we'll talk a little bit about yeah. it. Shout out DJ Step One for shooting it too. Definitely um, Step. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. But yeah, so I had gotten, I was in Toledo. It was my first full time job. I'm 22. I'm moving from Shreveport to Ohio. I didn't know where Toledo was. No, well, okay, I was applying everywhere. Okay. So I was making $7 an hour at the radio station. I was working in Louisiana. Mm hmm. In Shreveport. Like, it was part-time, obviously. Yeah. Um, working 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. I always right. got two jobs. I yeah. was always had enough money to be able to pay my mama back the $10 she gave me for gas mm. uh, every Friday. Yeah. Like, 
I'm applying everywhere. I don't give a fuck. I go to Alaska. Oh, I yeah. go to Hawaii. I think I applied to the station in Hawaii. Like I was ready to so go. So you was really just trying to get out. Yes. Of it. <laughs> I am poor. I'm tired of being poor. Yeah. Like, oh, how many like late feet, late <laughs> rents am I gonna have? Like, shit. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going. I don't give a fuck. I'm going everywhere. So yeah. originally, I was going to Meridian, Mississippi. Man, that's crazy. I had a job, like, on some congratulations, we want you, like, waiting on the paperwork. Yeah. All of a sudden, hey, we don't, we can't hire you no more. I'm sorry. I would later find out the reason was the same company. It was a station in Toledo, Ohio, that wanted me. It was a bigger station. It was like, nah, y'all can't have her. We're going to bring her up here. That's politics. Okay. But uh, so I applied <laughs> to that station because I was just one of the stations I applied to. Mm-hmm. And they hired me. And I didn't even know where Ohio was. I thought it was on the West Coast. Um, not because I'm dumb, but yeah, <laughs> we like, So, because yeah. uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony are from Cleveland and yeah, they always hang out with Easy E, and so I just really in my mind, I never took geography, yeah. I, I went to smart schools, and so we took stupid shit like world history, but I never <laughs> took geography, yeah. So, I like, I argued my big bro down mm. that Ohio was on the west coast, he literally had to pull up a map and show me, and I was dumbfounded, like. Oh shit! I'm going over there. I'm I'm so confused. I thought I was going near LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to Ohio. So let me see. <laughs> coming from Louisiana, you picked cold weather. And it was March. My first day of air was March. First, it was still snowing. Oh. It snowed until April. So how did you? Because I know that. Because I know when I was in the military, going up East Coast Virginia and stuff like that, it was like. Like a slap in the face when I really got out there and seen mm-hmm. what we call cold. Like they ain't even tripping. No. So what was that no. like going out there? I moved there in Toledo. One of the worst snowstorms since 1972. Um, I got hit by a car 10 days after I got there. I was still in my hotel. I like, hadn't even found oh. an apartment yet. Somebody slid into the snow and bang my shit. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> I had a real... Look, the moment I crossed the state line moving to Ohio, yeah. I'm like... Oh my God, I made it. Whoop, whoop. We got a speeding ticket. Like, I. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it was so ghetto. The, yeah. the sun didn't come up for two days. I was calling all my family, like, I think I'm in hell. I don't understand. <laughs> like, I have not seen the sun. And they're like, That's bro, you're crazy. exaggerating. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I ain't seen the sun. That's crazy. Oh, it was. I had to buy a coat for there. Yeah. Um, luckily, I had a homeboy who had a friend who lived there who was from Mississippi. Yeah. He took me to the mall. I, that was when I found out that scarves had a real purpose and it wasn't, it wasn't just for fashion. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought scarves were for fashion. Yeah. I did not know that nah, they that actually like, yeah. they were like, no, he's like, I thought he was flirting with me because he was like, no, you need to cover this up. Yeah. And I was like, why are you touching me? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, nah, that Hulk coming in. Oh, up. God, like, it was so cold. <laughs> that Hulk coming. So it's like that comedian said, what's that? Do? I forgot which comedian uh, say, like, man, don't bring no coat. You got to bring a you gotta coat. You got to buy your coat. For here, here from yeah. here. Like, yeah, like, don't bring no, don't bring that shit y'all wearing out here. That ain't going to work out here. Chicago. Luckily, I had Timberlands because I've had them for fashion. Fashion, um, yeah. Yep, but Look, yeah. Shout out to my East Coast partner. They man. put me on Tills in the uh-huh. military. I, like you say, it was fashion. I thought I was from the East Coast so yeah, bad growing up until I moved up there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, nah. Y'all had everybody was mean. Yeah. Ooh, it's a oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a different vibe. I remember I told him girl in the club. I like. I was like, oh, your shoes cute. And she went so. Bitch, I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> like, I, ugh, like it was 
Ooh. I take my golf and be back. Yeesh. It was a big adjustment. I did yeah. not. I thought Southern hospitality was something we just used to say. Nah, we take that for granted. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't realize it yeah, was real until I left. Yeah. But then I got used to because mm. then I moved to Cleveland and they're really mean. Like people in Toledo fake mean. Yeah. Cleveland, they, they want to be a big city. They want to be like the happening in whatever place so they function like it so they're a little meaner. But when you yeah. get used to it, it's it's weird to me now for people to be so friendly. I had to get back yeah. used to that. I was like, why is this stranger talking to me in the elevator? Shut up. Oh my God. <sighs> you got your East Coast mug off. Yeah, like they it's, it's it rude. <laughs> My mom be having conversations with people in the grocery store. I'm like, do you know her? Why are you talking to her? Well, it sounded like it was back home. We talked to everybody in the store. Swear. Crazy. I had to really like readjust. It was a culture shock moving back. I was in Ohio for 10 years. That's crazy. Yeah. So when you up there, like, I know, like I say, just here, you know, we want to stay over. I heard the accent when you first jump on the radio station out there. What's that mm-hmm. like? Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, people used to say like they couldn't understand what I was saying. That's I had the, the thickest, shreveportest. Oh man. Like it was a lot. I couldn't pronounce their words. They yeah. t- oh, it, it was. I won though, number one, my first ratings. I don't know how. Maybe they was laughing at me, but eventually they caught on. They yeah. was like, man, who is this country girl on the radio? She country, but she funny. But like they loved me. Yeah. But yeah, no, no one knew what I was saying. That's crazy. <laughs> I know the personality ward of over there. Oh you man. Just, you got that uh-huh. big personality. So and then I fuck with the city. I used yeah, to do four one nine Fridays. Man, mm-hmm. shout out to Lito. Uh I would have a rapper on with me every Friday and let him spit a sixteen live on air. Yeah. Then I did a mixtape because I rap too, obviously. Yeah. So it was called Lil D presents the Glass City Goon. Shout out to Chris Siege. I use a local producer mm-hmm. um, on all the beats. And uh, I had a verse, and it was just me and Toledo artists on all the songs. That's what's up. Man. But you was really That's... making noise with that music, huh? I mean, kind of. It was before Apple Music and shit, but you know, we were still pressing the CDs and had singles and doing all that. I used to like perform and do shows. Concerts, like, like I, really, I really thought I was going to be a rapper. So you was gonna mess with the mic in some shape, form, mm-hmm, or fashion. Mm-hmm. The love for it died somewhere in Toledo. Like yeah. I was real, like naive. And when I started mm-hmm. realizing, like, oh my god, this is what the industry is, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then my love for radio grew, and my love for rap is kind of just. Gotcha. I still write six cents for people though. Oh, you still you got you got balls circulating to me? It's down the streets. <laughs> no, huh? That's what's up. But oh, back to the book. Now, I know, like you say, you're talking about the Toledo, but it was some times in there that I saw through the documentary that if you didn't have, like, that fire in you, a strong head and driven, you wouldn't have made it out of there. No, it was bad. I got fired in Toledo, but I was still living there because I couldn't afford to move, and I got rehired in Cleveland. Mm. Cleveland and Toledo, two hours apart. Mm. I was only on air one day a week, so um, I was still working in Toledo. Gotcha. Um... Living in the most, I got evicted because I just couldn't afford my rent in Toledo. Yeah. So it was like, am I going back to Shreveport and quitting this job I just got after being unemployed for a year and 10 months? Or am I going to stay up here? Yeah. And should I stay? So I couldn't afford rent. So I put my shit in the um, storage and I moved into a motel, me and my two cats. 
Um, <laughs> shout out to my cat. Stay at the crib. Yeah, you still but, got uh, yeah, yeah, they old asses. <laughs> they still kicking. Yeah, they're my yeah. niggas though. But um, yeah, um, it was it was real bad. Yeah. I was uh, it was three months of either being in the motel or my car. Um, just mm. if I couldn't afford that motel, mm-hmm. and it was rough because I was on air from nine a.m. to noon. So I'm waking up at like four or five a.m. to get there. To do the shift from nine to noon, can't afford no food, so I'm hungry as fuck um, on air. Can't even afford nothing at the vending machine. Like, it was bad. To get off at 12, to drive back to Toledo at 2. Now, hold on. Just right there. Now, in the midst of you doing all this, like I said, I seen some of it, but just to let people listen in. Like, you didn't even show that you were going through that. Yeah. How were you able to function and go about your day and get in? Because, like I said, like if people, if you hadn't heard on air, like she got good energy. So, how are you able to bring that energy on the radio and keep everybody else, you know, outside your business and function like that? I want to say, and it sounds romantic to say, you know, I just knew I was going to be okay. So, I fought my way through it. But that's bullshit. What really yeah. was going on was I didn't love myself enough to ask for help. Yeah. Um, I could have easily told anyone do you have $20 for gas because y'all know I don't live here yeah that wouldn't have been hard you yeah. know what I mean but it was what it was was I was so used to my life being hard mm-hmm. that I just accepted like this is what you got to go through and you'll be okay and at some point you're gonna get through it and this is just what it is mm-hmm. like no you don't deserve to go through that really? you don't have to your life don't have to be where you don't eat for two days. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. And I didn't know that it was, I didn't know I deserved the help. That's really what it was. Because when I seen it, and I'm like, it was uh, it was one part of the documentary when a guy, um, I forgot his name, but uh, he was saying he you like the tea cake. You yep. It. And Tom. You know, he, yeah. Shout out Tom, man. Yeah. You were an angel and didn't even know it, but uh. Mm-hmm. He was saying, you know, like the first time you had it, and I was gonna ask you too. Did the first time you had it, you were just hungry? No, you it was really like, good. That shit okay, was so scrumptious. Okay, because you know, tea cakes, how we make them is like a yeah. look like a cookie, but not the sort of. Yeah, yeah. This was more like a. I saw a it big like volcano. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, he said tea cakes, and when he brought the shit, I'm like, this is not a tea cake, but yeah. that motherfucker was delicious. <laughs> it had like fresh fruit in it, like oh, it was so good. Yeah, that's funny. No, it was so good. So it and it was kind of thick, so yeah. it did kind of fill me up a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little water. Mm-hmm. Okay, you had a little play, but the key, tea case was good. No, that was hidden. Okay, so that I saw that part. I, can, I, said, I got that. That's funny. Me. That's a great. No one's ever asked me that. <laughs> That's a great question, though, because I could have just been like, "Oh, it was so great. Bring me more because they yeah. were good." <laughs> <laughs> that was a great question. I'm like, man, what if I was really that good? No, it was busting up. That's what's up. So, but at that time, though, like I say, he was really like getting you through a tough spot yeah. and didn't even know it. So I was just looking like, man, the way, and then just listening to everybody tell the story, it was like nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a clue. And you were still making moves and still getting your name out. Like, where do you think you just get that drive from? It was either that or go back to Shreveport. And for me, and shout out Shreveport and I love home. 
Shreveport. Now, I know they got, then, uh, you know, like Bebe. Um, yeah, I started in Shreveport. Yeah, so That's where I started. What was the but, thing about why you, I want to ask you that. Why, what was it about you, Shreveport, you just didn't want to stay and be on radio there? I was making $7 an hour. Oh, so I'm trying what's... to give it a real shot, you know? Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. if I go back home, what am I going back home to? Gotcha. $224 okay. every two weeks. Gotcha. So okay. I'm, let me, I'm part-time in Cleveland, mm-hmm. but I know for a fact Cleveland is up the street, so I don't have to pay all this money that I don't have to move. Mm-hmm. And where am I going to stay? How am I going to pay these bills? Let me at least see if I can make something out of this because I did not come this far to just go back home and that's just it. Yeah. Like something in me. I think as far back as my ancestry, I can tell my great great grandma, uh, Mary Lou Porter, she was mm-hmm. a hustler. And I think we just all had that in us. Yeah. I'm not going I'm just not gonna give up. Yeah. For what? I'm gonna go get it. Yeah, go back yeah, home sure. to do what? My really? parents always told me, you know you can come home. And I'm like, Dad, yeah. if I come back home, I'll be on the radio again. I just yeah. got back in. Yeah. What I look like. I ain't go that hard just to be like, sorry, life is hard. I, I quit. Flame. Yeah. Nah. You be fucked true. up. I'm gonna get out this fucking motel. Yeah. And I'm not gonna get out because I decided I couldn't do it. Mm. Now when I'm back talking on the radio and doing the one thing in my life that goes right yeah. in the rest of these hours where I'm hungry or I'm poor, I'm sleeping in my car. Yeah. This is the one thing that's going right. I'm not giving that up. Well, that was your happy space. Yeah. And, and you I have to do what makes you happy. Find. Yeah. You if it's that to. one thing, that one thing is going to lead to the next thing and that yeah. leads to the rest of it. I always say, man, your purpose will find you if your passion is right. Yeah. And so if you keep that passion like that, just like you said, like it was times you could have tapped out. You had open invitation, come back home. You X, Y, Z. Nah, I'm going to ride this out. My passion's still here. So I salute you for that because it takes a lot to stand 10 toes on what you were standing on and saying, you know, I'm going to do this. So fast forward, shit start picking up though. Yeah. Um, I was able to move to Cleveland, got a little apartment, mm. four fifty a month, all utilities paid. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> man, it was above I'm a restaurant. Yeah. Like that four fifty a month was clutch. And then my right. boss at the time wound up getting me a job. You know what's crazy? This is twenty eleven, right? Now yeah. I'm what I'm gonna tell you is gonna sound like a normal job today, right? Uh, I oh, was the go ahead, go ahead. I was the social media. Ne- uh, assistant for yeah. Villa. For Villa? Before DTLR, just Villa. Yeah, yeah. Just, and it was just in Philadelphia. Okay. I was running their Twitter accounts and coming up with social media concepts. Um, one of the things we did was have a competition for local designers and the winner got in the stores. They flew me to Philly to film it. Um, and that designer is still in their store. Shout out to Geek Clothing. But yeah, in 2011. It wasn't 2011. even like a job yet. Yeah. yeah. Been on that shit. Been on that yeah. shit. That's what I'm talking and about. And that job paid me $1,100 a month. My rent's four fifty. dollars all utilities paid. And I'm at the radio station getting like 30 hours a week. So my apartment was the size of this room, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> my refrigerator full in a bitch. I, I got gas it. in my car. And I can go downstairs and order some. All the fucking time. I would like this to go, please. Thank you. I yeah. keep my hair done. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's crazy. So I'm talking about you get a lick with that. Yeah. And then I'm I'm still on radio. Now I'm main fill-in, which means whenever somebody's off, they call you first. 
So now you trusting me more. I'm moving up. Yeah. I'm getting more hours. You need me to. I'm, I get to host the events too. I get the mic. I'm doing the interviews. I'm hosting yeah. the club every Saturday night live on the radio as a part timer. That's dope. So I turned that little thirteen dollars an hour into forty thousand a year. And when I saw my tax return, I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I had never seen that much money in my life. And I was like, forty thousand. I did that from thirteen dollars an hour. That's crazy. Cleaned up my credit. Yeah. Like, I paid off bills. I paid off the storage that I had. I couldn't afford that all my shit was in when I was homeless. I saw this. So, <laughs> that's crazy, too, because you ain't even really, uh, you could have talked about the uh, the little transition point, man. Uh, how did that go? Oh, Craigslist. Found this that guy. That shit was crazy. I looked I at mean, that like, what? Yeah, this is, I'm in the motel. I'm like, all right, finally I can do it. I got enough stable money I can move. Yeah. Found this little, he said that his, um, he was moving in with his girlfriend. He won't give up his house. He's going to rent it out. 500 yeah. a month. Cool. No problem. I okay. went down. I checked the house out. Everything looked legit. So was she that in? No. The girlfriend had her own house and she was supposed to live somewhere else. And I, I it sounded good. Okay. Um, so I moved down there. Mm-hmm. My friends moved me down there, and they were like, "All right, bro." Um, but before they left, I remember um, being in the house, and I remember telling them, "I don't feel safe." Yeah. But what could they do? They had to go back to Toledo. So um, I called my mom, and I told her I didn't feel safe. Like I literally remember not feeling safe. Yeah. He told me, "Well, me and my girlfriend broke up, so I guess we're gonna be roommates." Wow. Um, I later found out years later that's illegal, but I ain't know at the time. But yeah, so I'm already like, oh, he's gonna die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy if you think I was in Ohio by myself with no family, yeah. with nothing. <laughs> oh, he's gonna die. But um, that's the truth. What you yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> My bathroom's connected to my bedroom. Yeah. His bathroom's connected to his bedroom. You uh, have no business being in my bathroom. Um, he was in there once. And I like snuck up. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were here. What the fuck does that matter? Um, and the last time it happened, I was getting ready to move out. I didn't tell him because I just didn't trust him. I didn't want him to know. Yeah. Um, pause, the house was filthy. Once mm-hmm. I found a dead mouse on the floor. Oh, hell There was roaches. No. It smelled really bad. My boyfriend at the time lived in Cincinnati. Every time I went to see him, I had to like bring all my clothes down and wash them immediately. Like I didn't yeah. want him to touch me until I showered. It was oh, bad. Oh my God. It was bad. Um, and I work at a radio station. Yeah. So like I got to constantly shower and keep all my clothes contained. Cause it's fucking smelling here. I can't go no events. But yeah, I'm getting ready to move out. Um, I go to Damn, brush my crazy. teeth. I go to I walk into my bathroom. He's in there butt ass naked. And he's like, like Oh, oh my God. Ho oh, oh. ho. I didn't know you were here. Why are you naked? He's like, I was getting ready to take a shower. Wait as hell it. The water not running. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, that's the last time I saw. <clears throat> that's crazy. <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like. Like, there's some sick people in the world. I was stuck in that house because I couldn't afford um, to get out. And mm. I'm looking and looking and looking. And um, I finally found my apartment. So it was mm. $450 million. It was a $500 deposit. I told my mom about the situation, but she just didn't have it. She called me like, I think I was in that house for a month. She called me 
three to four weeks later and she said your aunt Denise sent you $500. She said, don't pay her back, just get out the house. That's what's up. No one knew how much that deposit was. Nobody knew. No. And she just happened to send me enough. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, shout out to me. Shout out to She know I love her. That's my thing. Baby boy, <laughs> you trying to get active. Man. Listen, he's gonna, get, he's gonna get dead. That's crazy. But man, look, now, so you picking up at the radio station, you doing the social media influencing and all that. Like you said, just way before it's time. Yeah, like you really just made me kind of realize that like, like this, I really did social media marketing. That's crazy. <laughs> Before it even had a title, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> even at the radio station, I was only on air one day a week. So mm-hmm. to get the rest of my hours, he made the job up and called it. I was a social networking assistant. I ran all the social networking accounts and posted and made all the video content. So edited you the videos. Whole brand, so nobody gave you input. Did you have to turn in stuff like to get approved, or it was just no, all was just, your operation? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously don't fuck it up, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like oh, all the content for shows, mm-hmm. I'm getting all those videos. Like when For Real song Happy came out, we yeah. filmed the video. Uh-huh. I had to film it and edit it. I remember that. Okay. Um, all our station events, I'm filming the content, doing the recap videos, editing video. That's why I know how to edit video. I learned on the job. That's crazy. <laughs> Self-talk. Like, Damn. You're really out here getting it. Yeah. That's what I say, man. Your introduction yeah. just getting extensive, man. You wow. want to do a segment just on your introduction. Damn. A lot of hats, man. Wow. Good job, Sil. <laughs> Thank you. And hey, look, hmm. now you out here in Dallas and like, I said, you hit the ground running out here. I was ready. You hit the ground running. So, how, who reached out to you? Did you see this something come up in Dallas? Or how that came about? Did you? Because this is one of the, mm-hmm. this is a hub. Man. Dallas like yeah. really one of them cities. Market five. Two words. Uh, Vita Loca. Vita, shout out Vita Loca. Listen, I w- I've been with the same company in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started with them in 2011. Okay. I was with them when I got to Columbus. I was a night job. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the company, I just wasn't happy. I didn't see growth. I didn't see any kind of potential they like a certain type of female jock and i don't look like her so i wasn't even looking at radio one jobs um the station i was at before i I was where i am now is a radio one station Mm. so i didn't even know they were looking for a midday job Mm. i reached out to vita loca just on some you from shreveport you you did radio in shreveport when i was in school i remember you i used to look up to you i remember when you were in dallas because my family lives here Mm. can i send you my air check and she hit me back and was like, of course you can. You know we're looking for a midday job. She didn't have to say that. I literally did not know this woman. That's she could have told that to her homegirl in radio or something. She told me, I don't know her. Then I apply. They fly me down. Mm-hmm. And when they're introducing me to everybody for the interview, she's like, and this is the morning show. <gasps> Lil D! And hugged me like I was her cousin. That's crazy. Shout out Vita Loca. Shout out Vita Loca, man. And look, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about is how, you know, back in the day, um, the radios and kind of on the air was dominated by males. Mm-hmm. Y'all have a strong, strong female presence at K104. And I love to see the shout out Didi in the morning, the morning show. Uh, she one of the biggest in the games. But yeah. just seeing that and seeing how y'all put like, it's not y'all, y'all don't hide them. You know, y'all, like, y'all mm-hmm. in the, the top slots. The prime slots. And like, you don't see that back in the day, you didn't see it at yeah. all. And you still, in some cities, you just don't see it mm-hmm. as much. So, man, shout out K104 for that. But how is that like 
being at the station and then just, you know, just even if it's just not directly, but just peeping game of how this game really can work and how you can manipulate it to do what you need to do. The biggest thing I've learned is how to use my feminine energy the right way. Yes. Um, I used to be People think I'm an asshole now. Yeah. Ooh, they should have met me before I healed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, brother, I'll tell you, I was a dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> ooh, this is the nicest version of me I've ever been. Like, yeah. people are lucky. Um, but I didn't understand. I didn't want to be taken like no pussy. Yeah. So I was just, I was coming off like bitch instead yeah. of coming off like, Knowing when to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Playing chess. You don't always have to show Man. on your face that Playing this is some chess. bullshit. Yeah. You can play that role yeah. and know what you're doing and Y'all come back later and use it. For real. I ain't having it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a different way to play the game when you're a woman. Gotcha. You can't go in there and dap niggas up. Gotcha. You got to yeah. go in there. Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know he's staring at your titties. Okay, yeah. cool. Get mm-hmm. a raise for it. Yeah. Um... You know, it's just a, a way you you have to do it. So mm-hmm. once you learn the game, play that motherfucker. Limitless. Yeah. Gotcha. But you can't be a woman trying to play the game like you have a dick. Man. It don't work. <laughs> hey, boy, that, that's even outside of radio. That's yeah. some real shit you see. And it's, it doesn't make you like a weak woman mm-hmm. to fall back and be quiet. Sometimes being quiet is so loud. Man, man, you dropping. Out of collection plate, you dropping jewels right now. So that's some real shit. Speaking of that too, though, on some real stuff, um, I see that you're a big mental health advocate too. Mm-hmm. When I looked at that, and you have, um, I don't know if you have any you might can show, but I saw where you do mental health flashcards. Like, <laughs> oh, I know you prepared. So how did that come about? Is this just from your Man. journey or is this just something that you felt like the world needed to yeah. get more attention to? So people said they're proud of me from my transition of getting fired from when I worked at 97.9 mm-hmm. to now. Got they it. don't even know that I was homeless and all this other shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I got let go from the beat, um, three people died that week. It was mm. it was a rough period and getting fired mm. was like the least of my worries. Yeah. I was so fucked up. Um, two people died in one day. Um, mm. R.I.P. Freddie and Spook. And so that whole week, it was like Monday was a funeral. Thursday, I got fired. Saturday was a funeral. Um, Damn. Yeah, it was, it was, was I didn't give a fuck about that. Before yeah. I even got fired, I had lost like 20 pounds. I didn't realize it. My yeah. jeans were really baggy and it never clicked in my head like they're baggy because they're too big as you lost weight. Like I just kept pulling them up because I, I wasn't doing nothing to lose weight. I just wasn't eating. I was just smoking weed and eating Taco Bell, like stupid shit. Yeah. Not giving a fuck about myself, like yeah. not eating, yeah. stress. Um, so when I got fired, I realized I was smaller and I'm like, hold on. Why are you smaller? And you, did you eat? The, what time is it? Type mm-hmm. shit. Um, and I got started walking. I had shit else to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just get up at like 5 a.m. and just walk and yeah. walk and walk and stop and look at the birds. Stop and turn, close my eyes. And how many different bird sounds do I hear? Mm-hmm. Watch the squirrels. Watch the water. And that shit healed me um wow. i started i turned walking into running i trained for a half marathon and i had lost 45 pounds 
the love lessons came from that. They are mm-hmm. the 12 things that I did to heal myself and how they'll help you. Man, that's dope. Now that is new. I didn't quite get that in the documentary, so. Yeah, because the documentary is 2019. Yeah, that's, that's, that's dope. So the weight loss and all that, that came during that time. Frame. Yeah, this is 2020. 2020. One. So that's, that's, that's recent. Yeah. So you did that pretty quick. I've been this size for a year and a half. Wow. That's when you started off just walking. Mm-hmm. Like, I never weighed myself. I was a size nine when I went to the store to get mm-hmm. a size two. Um, and now I think I'm, it's weird. My No, I went to the store to get a four. And now my fours are too big and I'm a two. But, like, I didn't, I even training for the marathon, I didn't realize I was, I wasn't, like, weighing myself. And yeah, I was just, putting pressure. I was really just training because I love to run. Yeah. So, like. I remember my stylist was like, I need your measurements. And when I gave them to her, she was like, all right, so you bought a size four. And I was like, girl, you bullshit. Shut up. Yeah. I ain't never been no four. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, legit, I still was wearing my size nine jeans. Yeah. And I went to the store and tried on fours and they fit. And I was like, what's oh, happening here? Lord. What? These fit? I'm a, what? I'm a size who? Like, I, I had to see pictures of myself. And I'm yeah. like, Oh God, I saw a picture of myself once and I thought it was photoshopped. Because I'm like, I'm so small. Where's the rest of me? Yeah. Like, my mama's best friend asked her about smoking crack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is <thing>, your man. <laughs> it was serious. Yeah. Hey, man. Dead ass. Look, I'm for real. She ain't on that dope, is she? <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> it can't just get it out there, Robbie. Fuck. I, I'm vegetarian. Like, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that is crazy and look we do our best with you as soon as I hit you up like as you, everybody can see you got a big personality <laughs> do you see any way that you would dabble in comedy you're the second person to say that today um people have been telling me this most of my time in radio like you, you it's just it seemed natural so okay I think I'm situationally funny, but like That's, I've never hey, sat I like down. That I've been yeah. telling people that it's a difference. I've never sat down yeah. and like wrote a joke, and this yeah, is yeah, yeah. Come on, I have I have friends who are professional comics. Every time I tell them I'm funny, they laugh at me, and <laughs> <laughs> I hate them so much. <laughs> but like I'm, I'm almost to the point where like I kind of maybe want to. I can see it. Try like a five minute improv or something. I can see. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be so nervous. Like, what if I get booed? What you hadn't done yet? Got booed? No, that's a lie. I got booed. Oh yeah, I just about to say now. I did. They booed the shit out of me. You can't tell me you rap if you ain't been booed. They booed me at a station concert in Toledo. It was so rude. It was our (laughs) concert. Oh, it was Ricky Smiley and Fantasia. Yeah. It's a weird combination. It but, is weird. Uh, right? But I was like, y'all coming to the after party with us? And nigga went, no, boo! And everybody just booed and laughed. That's crazy. Fuck them. <laughs> y'all was so embarrassed. And the other jock, he didn't even help me. This nigga was laughing with him. Like, <laughs> he went on to get fired, too. Damn. That's what he get. You can't do little D mm-hmm. like that. No asshole. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> Your ass is crazy. I'm going to tell my therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, before we wrap up, man, let people know how they can keep up with you. Let people know where they get the documentary. 
and what you got going on through the city. Okay, so um, hit my Instagram, Lil D on Air, L I L D on Air. Um, that's follow all the socials. You hit the link in the bio, you will see every service that I offer from ghostwriting and co writing books, uh, press releases, anything to do with words. I can write that for you, I can also edit that for you or transcribe it. I offer services where I help um, aspiring and current radio personalities put together air checks that'll just help get them noticed in this industry. I've gotten three people jobs. You can see my before and after air checks of theirs on there. Um, hosting services, of course, uh, graphic design. So yeah, hit me up for all things, all needs that you need. And I'm available. There you go. And you already know what it is, man. It's AVG underscore podcast underscore nine underscore 11. And look, Always visualize your goals, and after that, accomplish those visualized goals. 9-11, gone.